This is Packers Now. Kyle Rogers looking. Throws left side of the end zone. Yes! Touchdown! Place for all your Packers news. Lost it over the left side into the end zone. Intercepted! Adrian Get the latest updates on the green and gold. Snap to Aaron Rodgers. Sets, fires, right side. Got Jordan Kaylor at the 30. Touchdown! It's always Packers season at Packers Now. Right here, right now. And the Packers are going to the NFC Championship game. I'm your host, Ben Krakowski, and this weekend, the game of the week on Fox at 325 is the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy coming back to Green Bay to face off against his longtime friend, counterpart in Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And it may seem dramatic, but things really didn't end well in Green Bay for McCarthy. He was fired after a terrible start to the year. The Packers actually won a few more games after McCarthy left that season. And to my understanding, Aaron Rodgers was a big part of why he was let go. Their relationship just fell apart. Aaron Rodgers went on to have three very successful seasons in a row and McCarthy not so much over in Dallas. But this year, the script is flipped and the Packers are at a record of three and six with Aaron Rodgers coming off one of the worst games of his career. And Mike McCarthy has led the Cowboys to a record of six and two with Dak Prescott being uh, out for more than half the season and still they had six wins. And in there, in, in their last game two weeks ago, this Cowboys offense put up 49 points on the Bears. Dak Prescott had the game of his of the season for him. And now they're coming off a bye, getting a little healthy, coming up to Green Bay. And when it comes to pride, there's a lot on the line in this game between Rodgers and McCarthy. So how do we stop an offense that just put up 49 points in last week's game? Well, it's not going to be by winning up front. The Cowboys, even though they lost their star left tackle Tyron Smith at the start of the season, and Zach Martin isn't playing like an all-pro guard like he once was, this offensive line is perfectly average at every single position. All of these guys have come in, and none of them, now that Connor McGarvin seems to be f- fully healthy, none of these guys are liabilities, and that's key to the success of this team. And on top of that, we just lost our best pass rusher to a season-ending knee surgery in Rashawn Gary, so that hurts our chances big time. That means we will have to be relying on the likes of Preston Smith, who uh, has been below average as a pass rusher this season. I expected that to happen. And then rookie, I always mess up his last name, but Kingsley and Agbury on the other side, who he hasn't had much opportunity to play, but as of lately, he seems to be really effective. He's winning actually at a very high percentage of the time on his pass rush opportunities, like in the 20 percentile, which is uh, like in the 20 percent of the times so like 22 23 percent of the time which is up there is one of the highest actually in the entire nfl to win at that high of a percentage um but at a full-time level we'll see what he is actually capable of um but uh, it's it's i guess it'll be exciting to see kingsley out there uh, getting a lot of snaps uh and then we will have uh kenny clark still a force from the interior which will help but i truly think that to have a dominant pass rush, you have to have two guys on your defensive line to be total studs. And we had that with Clark and Gary, but with Gary out, I think teams are going to begin to be able to neutralize our pass rush very easily. 
with Rashawn Gary on the field, our defense has had a 33.9% pressure rate in, so far in 2022. With Gary off the field, our defense has had a 26.4% pressure rate. And that's even with the Packers blitzing at a much higher percent on those plays. This Packers defense is going to truly, I think, really start to struggle in this game because of the loss of Rashawn Gary. Then there's the other part of this passing game for the Cowboys with the return of Dak Prescott and this passing attack, which is for real as well. Dak is coming off his best game of the year. Yes, it was against the depleted Bears, but still a very good game by Prescott. Uh, Dak was so successful against the Bears, uh, uh, and where he was so successful was attacking the middle of the field constantly. The Packers have to be ready for this in this game. I'd love to see the Packers actually use Darnell Savage in that typical robber role we've talked about before because Dak loves to attack here, make him think he is the option to do so, and we can pick it off. But sadly, we are going to be hurting in the middle of our defense in this game. Devondre Campbell is still out with his knee injury. I think this knee injury is a big deal. I don't think it requires surgery, but I think it's going to be a huge hindrance for him. Uh, I think that, and that's going to leave Quay Walker in the middle of our defense, which... Yes, Quay Walker might have slightly improved over the last few weeks, but still he is he is not a sure thing. He is kind of a liability. Uh, and then, uh, so that's kind of sad because Dak loves this offense and Dak Prescott loved to attack this middle of opponents' defenses. Um, the Cowboys' offense has a trio of other receiving weapons to rely on. They still they still have C.D. Lamb in the slot, their number one target, but then they still have Noah Brown, Michael Gallup as solid secondary options for this offense, and then Dalton Schultz at tight end. Those second three guys behind C.D. Lamb aren't anything special by any means, but they are reliable, which the Packers would love to have. Uh, the Packers had built a secondary, ready to always match up with teams being three deep at cornerback. Now, not so much. With Eric Stokes out most likely for the year, that means Jair and Douglas are almost strictly on the outside. And while I think that's the best use of Rasul Douglas long-term, it, it restricts how Jair can help stop this Cowboys offense specifically. This Cowboys offense, they want to get C.D. Lamb the football. And Lamb almost always lines up in the slot, and this is a game where I'd love to have Jair match up with him. But who would play on the outside if Jair moved into the slot? Keyshawn Nixon came in the game last week and played terribly, lined up with the Amon Ross St. Brown. A lot of time in coverage. He's a liability there. He, he doesn't seem very versatile as well. And then our other backup cornerback, Shamar Jean Charles, is also pretty much only a slot cornerback as well. He's out for this game as well, meaning we don't really have another option. The only other option the Packers could consider, which would be a lot to ask, would be moving Darnell Savage into the slot and Rudy Ford into the starting lineup at safety next to Adrian Amos. Ford, we don't know much about really, uh, but we do know he plays fast. He's a solid tackler. So we'll see how the Packers want to play with personnel in our secondary, but we knew this could happen. We knew the Packers' depth would eventually be tested at Ed Rusher, at cornerback or at safety and all those things are coming together at halfway through the season or just over halfway through the season which is exactly what you would expect at this point after so many games injuries happen every year and the Packers seem not to be ready for it the Packers really only lost one major starter in their secondary and it's it's going to affect our defense big time and then we lost one edge rusher which 
anytime you lose the best player on your defense, it's going to hurt every defense significantly. But we don't really have a guy ready to replace him. It would be very, very lucky if our rookie fifth-round pick, Kingsley Inagbury, was ready to step up as a starter role. But there's no way he will ever be at a level of Rashawn Gary. And so you need to have depth, and the Packers don't really have that. And now the Packers, the fact that all this has kind of happened, we're going to see this defense start to unwind. And then there's the running game for the Cowboys. Obviously, very, very talented as well. They have a true number one running back in Tony Pollard. He's run the ball even better than Aaron Jones has this year, technically. Ezekiel Elliott, who has not lived up to his crazy contract, is running the ball well this year, though. And so this one-two punch is going to be scary for a Packers defense that just never, ever really can stop the run. And again, a big reason why that Devondre Campbell injury could really kill us, not to mention our primary backup, Chris Barnes, is doubtful for this game as well. And the Cowboys, they do stay true to their running game. When they played the Bears two weeks ago, they were very balanced. 29 rushing plays, 28 passing plays. This running game for the Cowboys really scares me. So that running game plus the lack of our two-star pass rushers with Gary being out with injury, and the fact that it seems like we can't have Jair match up against the best receiver for the Cowboys because of another injury, this Cowboys offense really has our defense outmatched big time. In most weeks, I was able to say, hey, our defense has a chance to stay with these guys, but will they be able to stop the run? That was the only question I had almost every single week. This week, I don't think I can say that anymore. Now that Gary and Campbell and Stokes are all out, those are huge losses at every single level of our defense, especially our passing defense, which makes this whole defense truly and totally just defeatable. Defensively, the Cowboys, they're tough. It starts up front with Micah Parsons, possibly the best defensive player in football this year. Then Demarcus Lawrence across from him makes up probably one of the better edge rusher duos in the NFL. This pass rush is just legit. Luckily, there's not a ton of interior pressure. It'll be a Big part of this game, uh, a big part of this game will be, hey, can Bakhtiari play the whole game? And if so, can Bakhtiari and Nijman match up against these two studs on the edge? Nijman, he seems to be improving a tiny bit each week after moving over to right tackle full time. And Bakhtiari is playing really well. It's just, hey, can Bakhtiari stay on the field? Because if these two, there's a chance actually that these two could hold up their end of the bargain Micah Parsons, though, he's been dominant against almost everybody. It would be I'd be very surprised if he was not dominant against these two as well. The secondary also has a few studs as well for the Cowboys. Trevon Diggs on the outside at cornerback. While he hasn't had the insane amount of interceptions this year, he's actually playing better in coverage overall. And then Malik Hooker is also doing a great job at safety for this defense, 88 80.8 overall PFF grade in coverage. I'm on, uh, Malik Hooker was a guy I actually really loved. I thought as a free agent, I truly thought the Packers should sign him. He's on a minimal contract right now, about three and a half mil a year over the next two years, um, which would have paid off big time right now because, heck, Darnell Savage should is and Adrian Amos, honestly, both of them, are not worthy of being starting safeties right now. Um, Malik Hooker, would is playing great in coverage okay and would be awesome addition to our secondary right now now an injury happens boom hey darnell savage you move to the slot 
we are good because we have Malik Hooker we can plug in as a starting safety. Okay, like you want depth, you want versatility, you want plenty of guys you can choose from. And at $3.5 million, I know there's a lot of money we spent this offseason that I would much rather use $3.5 million for right here with a guy like Malik Hooker playing as well as he has this year. So this defense, it has four really good players. The rest of this defense, though, it really isn't anything special. They just do their jobs. There, There is plenty of space to try and attack through the air, or more specifically on the ground in this game, because like I said earlier, the interior of this defensive line is not very good. The linebackers behind them aren't very good either. It's Leighton Van Der Esch and Anthony Barr, and Barr is out for this game, okay? And then Van Der Esch, he's playing solid, 70.9 overall PFF grade, but nothing special. Uh you know, he did sign a very minimal deal similar to Malik Hooker. He signed for just $2 million. I would have done the same thing with the Packers. You know, right now we have Quay Walker and nobody. I would love to have a veteran guy, Leighton Van Der Esch, in the middle of our defense ready to step in and play in this game. Or if Quay Walker was not ready to play, which he didn't look ready to play early on this season, Leighton Van Der Esch would have been ready to play. Okay, so kind of mad about the couple of those moves there. But back to this game. This defense, other than those four guys, is not very good. If we, if there is anything the Packers can do really, really well, if they have an advantage in this game, it's going to be running the football through the middle of this defense and hoping you blow on open with Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon. I'm a little worried about Aaron Jones. He's coming off that ankle injury last week that forced him to leave last week's game. Not sure how healthy he will be for this game, and it's important to be efficient running the football, balanced in your offensive approach because you cannot allow this pass rush because this pass rush, like Micah Parsons, like uh, the other edge rusher, Demarcus Lawrence, across from him, these guys are really, really talented guys. You cannot allow them to have no concern for the ground game or this game will get out of hand very quickly. Truly. If the Packers win this game, it's going to be a really fun game to watch. And the Packers have really had the Cowboys number for the last decade. Will that streak come to a close on Sunday? I think so. The rest of this year, our defense has been able to keep us alive from week one to now. They've kept us in almost every single game. Now with all the injuries we have faced, I think our defense is going to start to look average. And this whole team is going to truly fall apart. Offensively, the Packers... They should have their preferred offense line, but I don't know if Aaron Jones is at full strength. Rodgers still has his thumb injury, which is obviously bothering him. Every single receiver for the Packers except Samori Torrey was listed on the injury report this week and didn't play in some capacity or practice in some capacity. Dobbs isn't playing in this game. Amari Rodgers is questionable. In this passing attack, they can't get on the same page because none of them are healthy. None of them are practicing. How can you ever start to gel together? And it just seems like it's way too much to overcome. And I hate to say it, but I think the the Cowboys win this one 35-17. And I think I'm being gracious giving the Packers 17 points. I do think this Cowboys defense is penetrable in many different facets. And so I think the Packers will be able to score some points more than they have lately. But still, I think they lose this one big time. So... That's all we have today, folks. If you have not already, make sure to subscribe, give me a review so I can hear what you guys think about the podcast, and tell your friends about Packers Now so that they can get all the latest updates on the green and gold because it's always Packers season at Packers Now. Thanks, guys.